0: Jack, I am so hyped for this show for so many reasons, and you know exactly the first reason because I just shared it, and I don't, you know what, we'll get to that later, this is the Bear Speed, your home for the best coverage of Golden Bear Athletics news updates, upcoming events right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University KUR, my name is Joshua 2, I'm sitting next to... Um, a a morning Mets fan, Mr. Jack Heim. I I think he's over the morning stage, though, and now he's just rooting for the Dodgers. You know, the the series 1-1 and and the Phillies series 1-1, and you know? Yeah,
1: two good series, burning the NL, AL got the Astros, but handling the Mariners with some heartbreak. They're up 2-0, but Yankees-Guardians game twos this afternoon. Actually, I think it starts in just a couple of minutes, so... Um, that should be an interesting game, too, there. But, yeah, a lot, lot of stuff going on in the professional sports world right now. NHL is back, uh, which I like. I'm not sure. Are you a big hockey guy, Josh?
0: Um, I, I follow it, not not um, religiously. Um, I, of course, I'm a Flyers fan. Um, I, I enjoy watching the game. It was, a, it was a good game last night. They showed a lot of promise against another terrible team. But, I, I mean, I'm just now I'm really, you know, wondering how they're going to do against a team is actually pretty decent. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, they, they have a lot of good depth, I think. Um, but yeah, other than that, but Jack, before we start the show, I I always ask every week, how are you
1: doing? Doing pretty good, man. Uh, it's a good Friday. Uh, we're nearing that weekend time again. Midterms are here. Uh, some people have had their midterm tests this week. Some will have them next week. But uh yes semester is busy for everybody so if everyone tuning in is having a good semester this far or um just doing well in general so because i know not all of our audience is enrolled at Town, so yes hope life is going well for all of our viewers our listeners i should say out there so
0: yes and let me tell you jack i am so happy because right before we went on air so let me tell you this story here you know i'm a ca i was on duty last night i i woken up probably about five times in the middle of the night. I was so mad. Sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Um, then I went back to sleep at about I'd say 7:30. I didn't wake up until like 12:30, and I'm like, oh man, like I'm real, I'm not gonna miss this. I mean, I I need to get up, you know, get moving, and uh, you know, but let me tell you though, my midterm grade. I know my mom listens in every week. Mom, what's up? How are you? Thanks for the support. Love you as always. I didn't even study for that midterm, and I got I got an eighty seven percent. Can you believe that eighty seven percent didn't even study for a single minute?
1: Now we do endorse studying for your test out there. It will benefit your grade. Um, Josh's mere luck of test scoring an eighty seven <laughs> without studying is not <laughs> a replicable result. Um, that
0: that is a good result. That's a that's it is that, a good result. That's a high B. You know? But I
1: mean, look. You know studying for your test is important so um this is, is a sports talk show but
0: yeah let's get let's get back on track here i I really got off track that's that's my bad again i'm I'm terrible at that but sports talk show <sighs> but you do have to study for
1: a test in terms of academic stuff but josh there's a lot to, on the docket here today to talk about
0: um take your pick where you want to start i mean I, I i like to always end on football um but I mean, I mean, it's been an okay week all around. I I think soccer, you know, you know, going one win, one loss. The win against East Stroudsburg, loss against Bloomsburg. That I actually was had the opportunity to take in the Bloomsburg game, and uh, definitely tough to watch. So you know what? Let's just let's just start there, I guess. And I would have got a hundred if I studied too. Just a heads up. You yes. know? Yeah, I would have. But it's it's fine. But. Jack, I mean, you know, we talked about last show that the women's soccer team really does need to get on track, and I mean, you know, in a sense, it seemed like they did listen to us. Almost, you know, they pulled out a big three-two victory um, against East Stroudsburg on October eighth. So that was that was the game that happened on Saturday when we were broadcasting football. But yeah, that was a that was a week where. Um, all of our sports teams won: um, football, won, soccer, one; field hockey, one; and volleyball, one. Everyone pulling out some dubs, and I, I like to see. It. I like to see. It. But you know, this was a game that really was uh, of utmost perf. You know, you, you needed a game like this, and it really came in. Um, it came in the in overtime because um, at the end of two, it. Oh no! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm. I can't see here for some reason uh it was it it ended in a 3-2 final score one one goal piece in the first half and then Kutztown late heroic to pull out the second goal in the second half to just jump out over East Strasburg 3-2 and just held on for the rest of the game but yeah this was a game that you know Kutztown really needed to win and we talked about that and obviously they're getting back on the winning side with this game and you know, I thought maybe that would build a lot of momentum for him, but it just somehow didn't. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, as the
1: season's going on, I think we're learning more and more that this team just does not have the same elite capabilities that last year's squad did. Last year's squad was so good in so many ways, and not this is not a slight to this year's team. This is a very solid group. But, you know, last year's squad, they were atop the PSAC East for the entirety of the season and ended up winning the, the East division. So, I mean, you know... They lost a couple of key players, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about this year's addition to this team. And look, they're seven three and three overall, six three and three in conference play right now, sitting third in the East Division. They're they're right there among the top teams, but they just can't seem to get over the hump uh, when it comes to playing against Bloomsburg and Westchester so far this year. And we we'll, we we'll talk about the Bloomsburg game in a little bit, but as for the Strasbourg game, it was a good one. The offense came to life a little bit. Uh, got 14 shots in total, four on goal, uh, and scored three of them. So I mean, uh, that that. Pretty solid job by uh, by Kutztown being incredibly efficient in the offensive end, uh, converting three or four shots uh, that got on goal. So overall, good game, uh, and they were able to grind it out against East Stroudsburg for a big win, uh, three to two, to get a you know another conference win and keep themselves right in pace here. At, you know, trailing only Westchester and Bloomsburg in this East Division.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, this was a game that they needed to win, and they did it. I mean, you know, that that took East Stroudsburg's record to seven three. And two, five, three, and two in the PSAC East. So that broadcode sounds record is seven, three, two, five, three, and two in the PSAC East. So, Jack, we need to take a quick break here for the KUR Notebook, but today we're going to spice it up. We are going to spice it up. I'm going to let you read it. Look at this. Mr. Wow. J- wow. I I read this already, We and and I'll, I'll add a point on to this, so go ahead and read it. Okay. Well, uh, putting me right on the spot here, but a message from the KUR Notebook. Attention, KU
1: community. The Kutztown Folk Music Society's 2022-2023 season continues on Friday night, April 14th, with a performance by two of the best fiddlers who competed at the Burks Fiddle Fest last fall. The performance takes place at St. Paul's UCC, which is located at 47 South White Oak Street in Kutztown. Doors open at 6 p.m., and the performance begins at 7.30 p.m. The parking and the entrance to the church are at the rear in the alley. Admissions for Adults is a $9 donation, while children 12 and under... Can attend for free. Food and drink will not be served. For more information, you can contact Keith Brinsenhoff at 484 336 9639 or St. Paul's UCC at 610 683 3393. We hope to see you there. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutsend University KUR. Welcome back to the Bears Beat, everybody. Jack Hyme, Josh Toot here on this Friday afternoon. Wonderful weather right here on the campus of Coastal University, right smack dab in the middle of Berks County. Josh, what was the point you wanted to add on about that uh, About that notebook, my friend?
0: Yeah, Um. do you want to go? Do you want to go see some fiddlers fiddling? I think that's the I mean, correct that's... term. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm always open to new experiences. I, I think that would be pretty cool. Fid, fiddlers who competed at the Berks Fiddle Fest. What? I, I've never heard of that. I didn't even know that was a thing, but we're going to go. You I learn think, something new every day, John. I, I, I think we could pass as 12 and under. We just need to- We could pass as 12 and under. We could get- If we get rid of the facial hair and all the hair that we have, I think we could pull it off, but- So do you know a bald 12-year-old? <laughs> no, I'm not saying bald. I'm saying like a, a buzz cut. Well you said get rid of all the hair, so I, mean, I said I mean, I mean, No, bald. I mean like a buzz cut. Not not like I don't want to go bald. That, I mean that look, looks, that, that that's human. That, that ain't me. That uh, looks that looks horrible. I mean, I don't want to go bald. I mean if you want to, go ahead, but nah, I, mean, I I I assure no I'm not. But yeah, Jack, let's get back to this year though. I mean you know, this was a game that really uh needed a win here and they did it. Um this was a game that you know had a lot of good things going on. I mean, Isabella Rossetti with the goal, you know, City, City go with a goal with a goal as well. Uh, Kale Arjun with the assist, um, shots on goal, Caroline McDonald with one, Rossetti with one, go with one and Schultz with one as well, spreading it all around. But Emmy Wolf well, didn't really have that much of a busy day and that two saves. Pr- pretty easy day for her. I think, uh, not something we see too much, but I mean, yeah, I mean, this was a game that really could have put the, put a lot of momentum in their favor, but just did not. Um, you know, we'll talk about that Bloomsburg game, but breaking, st- breaking down some team statistics here, Kutztown, three goals, East Stroudsburg, two shots, 14 apiece, five East Stroudsburg University shots on goal to Kutztown's four. Uh, Kutztown had two saves to East Stroudsburg's one, corners, all even at six four offsides for Kutztown and seven fouls for East Stroudsburg Kutztown six fouls so I mean uh, all around it was pretty uh a back and forth game it was pretty even and then it just came down to one goal and Kutztown could you know Kutztown found it so I think that was a big win and they needed it and I thought you know that would take that would bring some momentum um into that Bloomsburg game but let me tell you dude it did not um you know it was that game was incredibly interesting because you know the the first first goal came in like the first you know couple minutes and after that it was just dead silent i mean i i mean i don't get bored that much by sports but that that might be the one exception that i really did just start to lose touch to the game because it just you know it it really started to feel that just nothing was going Kutztown's way. I mean, they had a lot of good opportunities, just could not cash in, and that's some of the problems that they had, I think. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, what do you say to your team? I mean, you lose one nothing. You need to get more offense going, but just something isn't working for them. I think it's something a little bit deeper than that.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, did we know the strength of this team is in their defense, and you know, we mentioned how mm-hmm.
0: Bloomsburg and
1: Westchester, the top two teams in the division, And, you know, if you look at the matchups against these two teams, it's been because that's been on score three nothing. You know, on September 14th, it was at Bloomsburg, a one nothing loss. They come home with a chance to get back at him with a little payback, lose one nothing against. I mean, if you look at the theme here against these, you know, really solid teams, it's just been a lack of offense. They cannot score goals. They've been playing pretty solid defense, allowing only one goal against. But uh, it's just that they cannot get uh, it in the back of the net. Uh, again, against these higher competition squads. So, I mean, it's good that they're scoring against teams that are towards the middle and towards the bottom of the division, but uh, in terms of performing against these higher you know, ranked teams and more competitive squads that are trying to get for an East title and win the PSAC this year, it's just that Kutztown just hasn't been able to get any rhythm going, and they just cannot find anything on the offensive end of things. So, uh, it's, it's tough. There's not really much you can say. I don't think that would you know drastically change the results it's just you have to look at this team and say the weaknesses of this team is in the goal scoring department uh, and against higher level competition they just have not been able to find a way so far this year to score
0: yeah I mean it's just getting to the point now that it's I think the PSAC championship is definitely well out of reach and I think you know the NCAA division two title is well out of reach we we already crossed that bridge but I mean you know just what they could do differently i think is just you know you hit you hit it right on the nail you know score some more goals find the back of the net more you know we're it was a game that you know could could son had four shots on goal all the way around argent deardoff uh madison fey that's not a name we saw too often and sadie goad then emmy Wolfle. two saves uh one save excuse me so it was i mean just it was a pretty boring game i mean you know yeah, you know, I, I I don't know. I mean, just not much offense going on. I don't think, and and that's what I look for in any type of game. But I mean, just when you have, you know, six shots on goal, you know, in a ninety-minute span, I I don't know. You know, it's it's tough to watch I, because I mean, you know, as a fan, you you want more offense generated, but you know, you're going up going up against a tough Bloomsburg team, you know. W- You know who's ranked number twenty-two in the country for a reason, but I mean, what would you do differently? I I don't even know. I mean,
1: it's not really. I mean, you got more shots on goal. Uh, It's just a matter of just converting it. And we talked about this in in past past episodes. I mean, uh, in past shows, it's just. Look, you know, we're nearing the end of the season for the squad. It's, you know, we got four regular season games left before the PSAC playoffs. And there's nothing that we've seen this year that leads me to believe it's a quick-fixing thing for this offense against higher teams, uh, higher-level squads. I mean, I've talked about this, you know, previously. Uh, I just don't want to be too redundant here, but there's nothing you're going to be able to do, I don't think, this year to get a quick fix. I don't know if it's a system change that's, I mean, that would be a pretty drastic move that I'm not sure is is the proper way to go about this but look it's just the results show that they have not been able to cash in and get goals against uh, some of the better squads in this conference so while this is a good team i mentioned earlier this isn't a great team this year so they're third in the division they they have a well over you know 500 record seven three and three uh, with only four games left and you you get to play westchester once again and maybe if you beat them uh, you know that shows you a little something about this team but overall to me it's look there's going to need to be a drastic uptick in this offensive production if this team wants to find a way to uh be crowned PSCC champions and go into the division two playoffs and it's all said and done but uh you know again uh coach person has got to be i mean happy in terms of being towards the upper half of this division but preseason they were projected to be right there among the top with westchester uh and they've fallen a little bit short of those you know of, of Some of the goals that I'm sure they had going into the season. So uh, there's 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 positives and there's negatives, uh, but overall this defense has been fantastic. And once again the offense just has not been able to find its footing against some of the better teams. So that's just really all I got to say on that. And that's just really been my
0: main point this whole time. Yeah, and I mean you you once again hit the nail on the coffin. You know that's that's definitely that's just what it comes down to. I mean you know I, I mean I could you know elaborate on it and we'll and you know. It's just, you know, you need to generate more offense. But, um, Jack, we're gonna have to step aside quick uh, for a quick word from our station. Um, you know, I, I think we're both feeling the seasonal allergies here. I see your little thing of napkins there. Yeah, tissues, man. Tissues. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling it too. But uh, this is the Bears beat. Your home for the best coverage of Golden Bear Athletics news, updates, upcoming events, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University KUR. This is Joshua Tute alongside Jack. Climb, Jack. I'm out of breath here, dude. I'm I can, not. I can hear. I'm not in shape at all, dude. Oh my god. But we talked about soccer, so I. I mean, you know, if you had to take one outtake of that this week of soccer, what would you say
1: it is? It's an average week. I mean, you went one and one. Uh, you won a game against East Trasher, You lost a game against Bloomsburg. So, uh, just. It's been a decent season, but you still got to find ways to keep improving your game uh, night in, night out. And, you know, overall, you got a couple games left for, I believe, in the regular season like we mentioned earlier. Uh, yes, but, uh, you know, you got to just find ways to keep getting better each day. Uh, you know, you got Mansfield on Saturday or uh, tomorrow. Uh, then you got a week from tomorrow, you got Westchester. Then you got Lockhaven and Millersville. So three road games. You only got one home game left in the year, and that'll be Millersville Senior Day, Saturday, October 29th. So, I mean, look, uh, you just got to find a ways to go out on the road and win games. Uh, it's not going to be easy. It never is. But um, this team is, you know, we mentioned, they're they're a very good squad and they're capable of doing a lot of things still. But uh, sitting third in the East Division, you know, they've had their chance to climb their way up against some of the higher teams above them like Bloomsburg and Westchester, like we already mentioned, that just have not been able to take advantage of the opportunities given. To them, and that's kind of why they sit where they sit right now, and that's third, trailing the undefeated Westchester, uh, going Rams, who they'll see in a week from tomorrow. So, fantastic year for Westchester. Uh, but for KU's terms, uh, it's just finding a way to go out there and win games, uh, and find a ways to keep getting better and better. And that's really just all you can expect from this team from now on. You know what the strengths are, you know what the weaknesses are, you know the identity of this team. Uh, it's a defensive, defensive first, uh, type of group, but uh, nope, it's just, you know, there's never. No, no, no team and no coach will tell you that there's nowhere for your team to improve. You can imp- always find ways to improve your game, clean things up, and that's just you know what. Custon's got to continue to try to do uh, as this season kind of winds down and we get closer and closer to the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I mean you you hit it once again. I mean you know what do you, you know at this point you know you need to make a late season push if you even want a shot at you know winning the division. You know winning winning the state conference. I mean. It's it seems like it's a little out of reach, I don't know. I mean, I think it's I think it's they they definitely need a miracle at this point and I mean, you know, I think it's now about towards how you can improve towards next year and I mean, obviously we wish all the best for the women's soccer team, but I mean, it's just it's it's a rough season for them and I mean, every team goes through that. I mean, so I I, I think now it's just moving on towards you know, you need to finish out this season. But I think if you could show a little more offense, that would give us a lot of promise to a lot of fans. So I think that's something that we need to look out for. But, Jack, um, let's turn our conversation here to field hockey. Um, this was another one of those teams that uh, pulled out a win on Saturday. The football. This was another game that we couldn't broadcast. Um, and even if we did, we probably, probably would have done soccer because I don't know much about field hockey but I mean you know just a a great win once again you know three three two I mean just a low scoring affair um but Kudstown held on late um two goals in the second period one goal in the third and Mansfield just two goals in the fourth but I mean you need to watch out for Mansfield they're they're a team that beat you already but then on top of it you know, you lost to them as well. Their their team don't sleep on them, and I think Coast Town might have. Um so I mean there's a lot of stats to break down, but overall this was a pretty low scoring affair that you know Mansfield built a lot of momentum. So I, I think going into, you know, your next couple of games you need to play four quarters. It just gets as simple as that. I mean it, I mean that's just what it seems like, I guess. Yeah, I mean, look. Certainly, this has been, you know, this has been a group
1: this year that's been fantastic. I mean, they're nine and two. They got everything in front of them that they that they still like to accomplish, and there's quite a ways to go down the stretch of the season. But so far through eleven games, nine and two, could not really picture much better of a start than that. This is the same team that pushed number one Westchester to overtime, lost four to three, and they did a good job of responding against Mansfield with a three two win after dropping a game at Mansfield 2 nothing early in the year. So just to fight the resilience in this team to bounce back and find different ways to win, uh, it's been promising. It's been really encouraging to look for. Uh, but, you know, that Mansfield game is very important at home. It was the pink game, uh, and it was a really 2 win. But I really want to spend a lot of time, Josh, focusing on that win at Shippensburg, man. They're number two uh, in the country, and Kutztown goes on the road and wins 4-1 to in a dominant fashion. Impressive win. I mean, this is the team, Shippensburg, I mean, I don't really like to use the term reigning national champions because especially in the college game, players change in year in year out, players graduate, players leave, um, you know, it's just, it's just what it is Uh, compared to the pros where a lot of teams, you know, if you win a championship, a lot of the key players from that team are back the next year. Uh, But Shepensburg has been a division two field hockey powerhouse. I mean, they've won four of the last five championships, 2021, 2018, 2017, 2016, Westchester won in 2019, and of course, 2020 was canceled due to the pandemic, but so this is a team that has been a powerhouse, not only in the PSEC but nationally as well, they've won a lot of national championships, this is a decorated Shippensburg program, um, for you to go out there on the road and beat them this year, you know, it's been, uh, it was very impressive, uh, in my mind here, Josh is, you know, Shippensburg still right there at the top, they're 8-1 overall, 2-1 and in conference play, as is Kutztown, they're 2-1 and 9-2 overall, like we mentioned, Kutztown riding a three-game win streak, uh, but for me, it's just look, it's a cramped conference at the top of the division. I mean, Millersville, East Stroudsburg, Shippensburg, Westchester, and Cutsdown are all right there uh for the conference lead. So I mean, it's uh it, it's a good time for this for this field hockey team this year. They uh you know they were in it at the start of last year, but things kind of fell apart. But this year that's seemingly not the case thus far, and there's still quite a ways to go down the stretch of the season, like I mentioned, but for right now, you, there's a lot
0: to be excited about with this team yeah when you down the number two team in the nation and you know they're the team that they're the reigning national champions i mean you have a lot to be proud of you have a lot to be excited about but i mean it's just it's just a lot going on and i mean i i like it you know they're they're really set up to go far this year and i think another point that we need to focus on rachel dustman uh Hats off! Congrats to a um, hundred-point career. Um, that's definitely not an easy feat, um, and you know she pulled it off um, against the number two team in the nation. Um, you know the reigning national champions. They're a team that they pride themselves on field hockey. They're good every single year, and that's a game that's that's um, scheduled on, circled on the calendar every year, but. Let's break down some statistics here because I think that's the most important here and I, I can't even believe this. So, Kutztown, four goals to Shippensburg's one. This is probably the most shocking statistics of them all. Shippensburg, 18 shots, 12 of them on goal. Kutztown, eight shots, seven of them on goal. So, every single shot that they took almost was on goal. But so is Shippensburg. They had a, they had a lot of scoring opportunities and here's the even better statistic. Kutz down eleven saves to Shippensburg's three. And I and obviously that's that, you know, starts to equal up right there. And couldstown four corner kicks to Shippensburg's eight. Um and really after that there's not much going on. But I mean, it's just shocking to say the least. I it's it's definitely very interesting to see because you wouldn't even think with a score like, you know, four to one that Shippensburg would have that many opportunities. I, I can't even believe it.
1: Yeah, you know, you just look at it, the stats and say incredible execution. I mean, seven shots on net, you catch it on four of them. That is incredible efficiency uh, by this Golden Bears offense. And you know, look, did they? Do the stats show they got a little bit outplayed, a little bit? But uh, at the end of the day, it's about who can execute. What team executes better than the other? And on this given day, could stand executed more than Chippensburg, and they were the better team. Uh, so a lot to be proud of. A fantastic effort from this bunch and uh it's just been you know it's been a fun team to watch this whole year and monitoring their success to this point it's just been it's been fantastic and to get a win of that caliber against that you know type of a program it's uh it, it's certainly morale boosting uh to say the least
0: yeah yeah and i mean it shows a lot of promise um i i like it you know it's it definitely shows something that i think a lot of us you know want to see out of this you know field hockey team Last year they didn't really have. You know, a stellar year. Um, but now it's just about winning the PSAC East. I think if you win the East, you win the you win the division. And I think if you win, if you beat Chippensburg, you have a good shot to go all the way. And I mean, you know, this is a team that they need something like that, like this season. They they need it. And I mean, you know, there's a lot of a lot of uh recognition to go around. I mean, we could talk about, you know. Brian Crayley with a goal. Rachel Dustman with a goal. Olivia Blisson with a goal. Juliana Donato with a goal. Then we can move on to talk about assist. You know, Crayley with an assist. Dustman with an assist. Sear with an assist. Gatehouse with an assist. Then we move on to talk about shots on goal. Dustman with two. Donato with two. Crayley with one. Blisson with one. Then we talk about saves. And this is the part where I really want to focus on Katie Dottier, which in an outstanding night in net. 10 saves on the night, and that's something you don't see every day. And she is basically in this game a brick wall. She, you know, only allowing like one goal, and that's something you really need out of your goalie. And Donnerwich which just stepped up for her team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was a great team effort. Daughter was logging it down in the back end. Uh, and of course, like you mentioned, all the stats of the offense getting it done. Uh, again, so, you know, getting shots on net uh, and cashing in when they had the opportunity to. So, uh, very, very efficient game. Uh, effective in a lot of ways uh, and you know, when you're the better team on offense defense and a net, uh, it's going to go well for you and you're more than likely going to come out uh, as the winning team uh, pretty much every time so uh, it was an impressive effort from this group, there's a lot to look forward to You know, looking at this upcoming schedule, you got uh, Newman tomorrow uh, and to PS at the road game and then they'll travel to Bloomsburg on Tuesday so a pair of road games followed by their next home game being against IUP on Saturday, October 22nd it's homecoming slash senior day for this group being, you know, one of their final home games this year, only three left against IEP, Millersville, and East Stroudsburg. Uh, so just not looking too far ahead, though. Those are their next three coming up, really, for this team. And it's, again, I know, fantastic effort. Like you mentioned, I don't want to be too redundant with the stats, but, uh, you know, important note is there is no divisions uh, in field hockey. Not every program in the PSCC has a field hockey team, so there's only 10 teams making it just one giant division. And right now, it could sound uh, sits themselves tied for second, uh, but in terms of being in the actual ranks, they are fifth. But technically, there's a four way tie for second with all these teams being two and one and all of their records being right near each other. With Millersville leading the pack in nine and one, two and oh in conference play, along with East Strasburg, Shepherdsburg, Westchester, and Cutstown mentioned in that second place four way tie. So for KU, uh, a lot of positives, uh, fantastic performance with the offensive onslaught and four goals against. Uh, against ship and limiting them to one. So great game, fantastic effort in that one. A uh, lot to be proud of, but you know, take the positives and apply it to your upcoming games. Cause you got a game tomorrow uh, on the road. So you just got to be locked in, you know, continue to be locked in, continue to play your brand of game. And uh, you know, it's worked so far and if you keep doing, keep doing what you're doing, keep playing as well as you're playing. That's going to bode well for you the rest of the season.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you know, they have a lot going in their favor right here. They have a lot of momentum and I mean, you know, they have a, they still have a lot of games left to go, you know, a lot of season left to play. I mean, you know, you finish out your season with Slippery Rock, then, you you know, East Stroudsburg, Mercyhurst, Millersville, IUP, uh, Blo- Bloomsburg, Newman, you know, you have a lot of games left to play. And, I mean, it, it comes down to the fact that you need to win out. You need to win some games here. You know, we talked about the stats, um, you know, and, and you know, this was a big win. And I think that this win can bring a lot of momentum in their favor as they take on newman tomorrow at one o'clock p.m so we wish them all the best but jack we should go out to a field hockey game what do you say do you want to do it with me yeah we can do it sometime absolutely i was about to say are you there hello oh what's going on in the espn world that's what i'm that's what i'm assuming you're looking at right now what's going on in the espn world tell me some good news tell me that cooper rush is going to pull out a big win for the cowboys and the Eagles are going to be crying on their sideline as Cooper Rush just takes a bow in front of the home uh, in front of the away crowd. I can't tell you that because that more than likely won't happen.
1: But uh, I was looking at the baseball scores. The Yankees lead two nothing in the second inning over. Oh Clayton. wow! Giancarlo Stanton took Shane Bieber deep a two run shot to right. So the Yankees are rocking and rolling in the ALDS.
0: I, I really hope to God they don't make it because I know I know for sure if the Phillies, you know. I don't want to jinx it here, but if the Phillies, you know, do win out, you know, and we see the Yankees, there's no way we're going to win it all. There's no way. Because, but
1: Well, you have to worry about the Dodgers or the Padres before you even worry about the World Series. But we, we uh, swept, got to worry about
0: Atlanta first. We swept the Dodgers, buddy. Don't you remember that? In May? Don't you remember that? We swept them. Yeah, but you were just I, saying, their, all at, the way back in May. At their home field, too. At their home but, A lot of things have changed since May. All right, uh, let's get back to topic here. I, I, I'm i terrible at this, Jack. I really am. I'm terrible at getting off topic. I just love sports. I really do. But, yeah, I mean, October 22nd, 11 a.m. Uh, that's the week that's, that's homecoming next week, actually. 11 a.m. with football at 3 p.m. So all I got to say is, if field hockey doesn't end on time, are they going to have to push, like, the football game back got. I, I don't know. No.
1: no. That, that, those two don't affect each other.
0: All right. All right. But, yeah, yeah, just um, a lot of games going on, you know, show some support, you know, for the field hockey team. They have a lot going their way. But uh, there's one more player I want to highlight before we go into our next break, and that's Jillian Buchmann, Um, You know, the Hazleton alumni. Um, That's up my way. Um, You know, earning national recognition. Um, and if. HCA Offensive Player of the Week, you know hats off to her You know she's the first Golden Bear named You know this recognition since Katie Dottor, which, um since the last year October 6th, you know and Obviously that's a big recognition. She deserves it um, a big week and Obviously a lot going their way and we just got to look out for her now, but Jack It's break time it's break time. I don't have a trivia question for today. I'm sorry. I, I didn't prepare that one. I... Wow, I'm stunned Josh. You are normally so on with the
1: trivia question. You usually get so excited to ask those, but I guess, I guess everyone gets permissive,
0: permissible to get a week off, so you're slacking a little bit though, buddy. Alright, let, let's do this one. This is an easy one. Wee! Um, You might know the answer to this. I don't really know. You might have talked about this on your show. I, I don't know, but to all my Phillies fans out there, who is throwing out the first pitch for tomorrow's Game 3 of, you know, the playoffs? Who's doing it? I'll give you a hint. He's, already, a, he's I, I an 08 World Series alumni. I, 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 I gotta know. wait. So. I I love him. I love him. He's, that was my favorite baseball player of all time. I love him. We'll talk about it after the break, though, and talk about football. This is the Bears beat. Yes, sir, Jack. Yes, sir. Game 3. Tonight at the bank game three baby down go the Braves let's slow that up down bit. go the Braves Ron on the Cooney jr. tapping out and I'm gonna love watching that tonight well this is the Bears beat your home for the best coverage of Golden Bear athletics news updates upcoming events right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University K KU War. my name is Judge Petito, alongside Jack Kime and that Jack, me. Jack, I I forgot our trivia question today, so I came up with one last minute because I was so happy about this. But you even know the answer. Everybody knows the answer. My even my mother even texted me, Jack. Who's throwing out the first pitch for tomorrow for tonight's game three? Shane Victorino. The fly in Oh, there it goes. It's deep grand slam. Oh, that was. Oh my god, that was awesome. I I I wish I have that banner because they even have. a... In the bank, they used to have that a banner of when he was rounding the bases on that grand slam. Oh, that was awesome! But I, I wish I was at the bank tomorrow, just to at the bank tonight, just to see Victorino. I even still think it's Thursday because I'm so out of touch. I can't believe it. But Jack, yeah, how could you? <sighs> you, you know what? You know what? I, I don't even, I, I don't even want to talk about it. I, I don't. Shane Victorino, yes, Shane Victorino. But, Jack, our last topic of discussion here, our favorite football. Um, and, Jack, this was a game that was uh, very, very well played, I think, by the Golden Bears on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball. I mean, you know, would you have, like, more offense? Yeah. But, I mean, you know, a 24 nothing final score, I think that's something to be proud of. I I think that, you know, both offense and defense, you know, played a played a tremendous game. And I think that, you know... The Golden Bears really proved it to everybody what they can what they can do, you know. And I and I think the most important factor that we should talk about is that shut shutout victory over the Huskies is its first since a thirty eight nothing win in nineteen seventy five. Nineteen seventy five we weren't even like thought of about then. I don't even know if our parents were thought of about then. I I think my mom might have been like ten or something. But you know, man. That's a great win, great job by the Kutztown defense. And let's break it down here. I don't, I don't even know where to start. Where do you think we should start, Jack? Let's. I want, mean, I want to hear your input on this. I don't, I don't like just. I don't like this. I don't like this. I want. I need, I need some help here. I need some help. Well, Josh, I will be your saving grace. Twenty-four nothing,
1: KU batters uh, down the Huskies. <laughs> so it will look. It was a fantastic game all around, and. You know, especially primarily featuring the rushing attack, we saw Daryl Davis McNeil, Jordan Davis, heck, even Stephen Burkhart got involved at the end. So, you know, it was a fantastic job from, you know, the whole running back room to be incredibly efficient. The offensive line was great run blocking on Saturday. Uh, make the life of Donnie Blaine easier really didn't have to do a whole lot. Just take the snap and hand it off to his running back and let them do the work. But, um, you know, it's an, it's an incredible effort from the defense as well being able to pitch a shutout. Uh, Bloomsburg offense really couldn't get anything going all day. Laporte even their quarterback, you know, was facing the heat a lot and just could never really get comfortable. And that's all to the credit of KU's defense, making it feel rattled, uh, not being able to convert third downs. Uh, I side I remember in our post game, uh for the broadcast, that game. you mentioned, Bloomsburg on third downs is 2 of 11. Uh, and that was an area where Kutztown's defense really struggled. Uh, you know, they were 15th in the conference uh, in terms of, you know, Third down conversion uh, allowance rate. I think they allowed their opponents 45% of the time to convert on third down. So they did a great job of that. And they really did could do no wrong um on Saturday. So 24-0, great win. Rushing attack was fantastic. Defense did a really good job of keeping Bloomsburg rushing attack headlined by Kayla Monaco and uh in check. And they also didn't allow the put even to take some deep shots down the field. So, you know, you saw a couple chunk plays, but that's normal. That happens throughout the course of a game. Uh, but other than that, complete shutdown by this KU defense and a dominant win to go to four and two, and they sit second in the PSAC East, four and two, two and one in conference play. But look, the reality of the situation is they they just got to find a way to be able to stick second all year long, and I uh, hope
0: to God that Shepherd loses a couple. Yeah,
1: you know the only way that Kutztown is going to be able to take over the crown of this division uh, is if, she- if Shepard drops two games and that's more than likely not going to happen with how good Shepherd's been this year. They're 6-0, 3-0 in conference play, so there was a lot of positives this last weekend for Cotstown uh, in terms of their win over Bloomsburg. Uh they just got to find a way to keep sticking in their lane. You can't, you know, they're going to be looking up at Shepherd all year long, but you can't let that fog your fog your mind uh, and just, you know, you got to attack uh each Saturday because any given Saturday crazy things can happen. Uh, so they do travel to take on Shippensburg tomorrow, uh but you know, just my final thoughts on Bloomsburg game. Uh, they mostly feature the rushing attack because that's what was working. You know, we we talked to coach Clements at the end of the game and he, that's mostly what he said his takeaways for that. Look, we're going to keep going with what with what's working and there's not a coach in the country that would tell you otherwise. Why why would you go away from what's been working? They had Bloomsburg had no answer for our rushing attack and it's just that 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 that, that is just what worked. It simply is simply put, rushing attack worked. First down after first down, got us right down the field. Uh, And there was a play, you know, there was a drive in the fourth quarter. I mean, there was 20 play drive that we did not not throw the ball once. So that just goes to uh, show how effective the rushing attack was in that game on Saturday. And quite frankly, Bloomsburg had no answer. But we do have to get a quick message from the or Notebook. Attention, KU community. The Kutztown Folk Music Society's 2022-2023 season continues on Friday night, February 10th, with a performance by Hannah Violet. The terrific leader of the Hannah Violet Trio, her beautiful voice, whether on guitar or fiddle, will really draw your attention. There may even be a surprised guest musician. The performance takes place at St. Paul's UCC, which is located at 47 South White Oak Street in Kutztown. Doors open at 6 p.m. and the performance begins at 7.30 p.m. The parking and the entrance to the church are at the rear in the alley. Admission for adults is a $9 donation, while children 12 and under can attend for free. Food and drink will not be served. For more information, you can contact Keith Britsenhoff at 484-336-9639 or St. Paul's UCC at 610-683-3393. We hope to see you there. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Goodstown University KUR. Josh, Bears beat final uh, segment of today's show. Fantastic. We touched on women's soccer and field hockey earlier on. Now deep into our football discussion with their 24-0 win against Bloomsburg last Saturday. But now the sights are set on Shippensburg this Saturday. It's a road game, uh, traveling up, you know, it's not been an easy place uh, to play in years past. Uh, so, you know, you got to be able to go on the road and find a way to win in a hostile environment. Uh, but, you know, Kutztown just got to, I think, play to their strengths. You know, take a quick look at the standings here. Shippensburg sits right behind KU 2-1 and one in conference play, 3-3 three and three overall in the season. So this team's no slouch. Uh, you can't take a slouch on anybody in the conference, but, you know, Shippensburg sits at third right now. And you know, it's going to be a tough test of this team. Where well, you know we're really going to see, I think, what this team's made of going out on the road on uh, a big conference game here in the middle of October.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is a game that they need to win. Um, you know, they need to win out. Uh, we talked about that. Pittsburgh is not an easy team. You know, it could sound beat them last year twenty to three. You know, that was a that was a game that you know was just. Uh, there, it had a lot of implications on that game. I think you know if you remember Jack, I remember that game very well. That was that was actually I'm going to share a quick personal note on that that was my first game up in a broadcast booth of all time of all time that was my first game ever that was still when noah pegler was here noah pegler i got it god i i we we miss noah pegler we miss him but you know jack this is a game that we talked about a couple weeks ago that each stroudsburg on the road was a struggle for him and i'm interested to see how shippensburg is on the road for this team um we Coach Coleman's talked about in our in our interview with him that he wanted to get a lot more of the passing game involved. Um, this was a team that you know he's he knows that they play some good solid defense, and he doesn't know if the running game is going to carry them to a win this week like it did against Bloomsburg. So I think you need to get a lot more of the passing game involved. You need to get you need to get some you need to get all all forces of the game together to beat a very talented Shippensburg team and it just comes down to that. I think that if they can do that, they they'll win. If they can't lose. It just gets as simple as that in my mind.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you look at the conference ranks here, Shippensburg, they're 11th in total offense, they average 21.2 points a game, while it cuts down 7th, so they have the a little bit of advantage there in terms of better offensive production. Shippensburg is also uh, on the defensive side of things, they also sit 11th, so they're consistent. They're, uh, but they they are bottom six in the conference in both ranks. So this is a week, you know, this the team. It's not going on the road. It's going to be easy. Uh, it's I mean, it's not like going on the road is going to be easy. I should say, but uh, look, this is a team that has their weaknesses and there's things Cuts can really, really take advantage of here, uh, in terms of getting to this team early and getting to them often. Uh, rush defense, again, they're 11th, averaging. Uh, Shippensburg allows 142 yards a game on the ground. So this is certainly another week where Daryl Davis-McNeil and Jordan Davis can both take advantage and have solid games on the ground again like we saw this past week against Bloomsburg. So the matchup advantages are certainly in Kutztown's favor. Uh, I think it's going to be a simple uh, you know, formula that's similar to last week. I think they're going to be try to be a little bit more balanced early on, but we're going to see the rushing attack be the thing that works most of this offense, and then they're going to stick to it more in the second half. So if I had to guess, that would be the type of pattern we see uh, in, in this game. Kutztown finds the rushing attack. They try to get a little bit more balance through the air. And if they can certainly find some success there, too. We've seen Blaine and Cap, uh, their connection through the air so so up much this year, especially on deep plays. So there are you know, our options and opportunities going to be on the table uh, for Donnie Blaine to succeed through the air in this game. But I think the rushing attack is going to be the main advantage for Kutztown going into this game.
0: Yeah, this was a, a game that, you know, you, you had a lot of, a lot of different um, factors going into, um, you know, and this this is a game that, you know, you simply just need to win. But, I mean, there's one more point I want to touch on before this game that might hurt Kutztown. Um, there were a lot of injuries in that Bloomsburg game. Um, we talked about we should talk about Jake Novak. We should talk about Imani Justice. You know, those are two big names that, you know, were injured in that Bloomsburg game, and will they be out for the Chippenberg game? I I have no idea. But if they are, you know, what does Kutstein need to do differently? I think on the passing game, they're going to go to um. I think they're going to go to um. I can't even. I don't, I don't even help me out here, Jack. Help me. Oh, Caden Hasty. Caden Hasty. Yes, because we didn't see much of him earlier on earlier on in this year, but. I think if they need to go to Caden Hasty, he did have 19 receiving yards last game. So I I think if they needed to go to H C, that would be a good idea. But I think they would want more of Jake Novak more involved in this game. And I mean, on the defensive side, there's it's definitely very tough to replace, um, you know, Imani Justice. He's He's the heart and soul of this defense. And I mean, if they were to lose him, this would be a terrible loss for the team, I think.
1: I mean, yeah, he's a defensive leader. He's obviously a guy who's so important to what makes his defense function at the high rate that they do. Uh, But an offense, you know, we we saw Jake Novak left early last week. He got hurt in the first quarter, tried to stick it out, come back into the game. Uh, It just didn't work out. So we hope everything's okay with him. Hopefully, he's going to be able to come back on the field soon, hopefully, even this week. Uh, But with the way things looked, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to pretend to be a doctor here and know exactly what I'm talking about, but it didn't look good. Uh, It did not look good at all. He was in that uh, sling. Correct me if I'm wrong, Josh. He was in a sling on the sideline. Um, so from what the optics were, it didn't look good. Uh, but in terms, I think, of just going back to previewing this game, and this, those are some important entry notes, and we'll see the status of those guys come tomorrow. Uh, but, you know, for for Town, they have another clear advantage on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, if you look at the rushing attack, Shippensburg is 15th in the conference, uh, in rushing attack uh, with 76 yards a game. Kutztown is fourth in rushing defense, allowing going 83 yards a game. So if Shippensburg wants to find a way to win this game, they're going to have to do it through the air. They sit eighth in PSAC passing offense, averaging just under 200 passing yards a game. Kutztown's eighth. They allowed just over 200 passing yards a game. So I think a lot of that was also inflated by the Shepherd game where Tyson Bajan did what he did in the second half and had a huge game going for over 400 yards through the air. But, you know, this is a stout Kutztown defense, and this is a team that's going to, I think, Going to be able to find their way to lock down Shippensburg. A lot of the advantages to me lean to Kutztown, but uh, like I mentioned earlier, any given Saturday, anything can happen. Uh, once once that ball kicks off, anything is in the realm of happening. So while the advantage is certainly on paper, uh, favor in Kutztown, it's uh, they just got
0: to find a way to go out there and capitalize. And you know, you you hit it right on the nail. But Jack, I, I want to hit this one more time. I I want to make up for my trivia question. They just announced this. Who is throwing out the pitch for game four of the World of the uh, the series at the bank on Saturday if you had to guess I'll just tell you Pat the bat Pat Burrell yes sir I can't believe it Pat the bat he's going to be there but yeah Jack this is uh, this is a game that you know could sound needs to win Shippensburg is a tough team you you hit it right on the nail Uh, Shippensburg is a game that you need to win they're a tough team they play good hard defense and I, I think, you know, if everything comes together here for the Golden Bears, they're going to be able to do it. I think, you know, you need to play four quarters of going full speed. You can't take any plays off, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. And I think if you do that, you know, it's it, it'll definitely come your way. But, Jack, that brings us to the end of our show. Thank you all for listening in. Unfortunately, we will not be carrying live coverage of this weekend's game, but thanks